New Vision is a church in Murfreesboro, Tennessee, and it is passionate about people getting in the scripture. Thank you for joining us as we step into this scripture reading through the book of Galatians. Thank you for joining us for day six as we read through Galatians. Once again, we have teaching pastor Nick Person. Nick, you know I love vulnerability. <laughs> I, I do. And I do. I've learned that in our friendship. And last last time you were here, mm-hmm. you spoke about uh, uh, an ally's enemy yeah, words. Yeah, yeah Talk, I, Tell us about that, friend. <laughs> uh, it's funny. I knew you were going to come back to that, but. Um, yeah, I said, I think last time, something to the effect that words used to be my enemy, but until they became my ally. Um, so what's interesting a little bit about my story is it, it kind of is in line with Moses. No, I didn't go tell anybody, Pharaoh, to let my people go. But Moses, as you see, when he is first engaged um, by God, is telling God that he can't be used because of his trouble speaking. And so for me, growing up, I was in speech therapy class until I was a junior in high school. And so I there was over half the alphabet I did not say correctly. I did, could not say blends very well. Um, I had a lisp, all, all kinds of speaking issues. And so even in my call to ministry, um, I was telling God, like, hey, man, I know you're calling me to this ministry thing, but minister speak, and I don't speak so good. And it was one of those moments that God had with Moses of, hey, hey who made your mouth? And do you trust me enough to use something that you don't think is usable? Um, and that's a hard question. And um, it, was, it was one for a very long time. And I was like, no, I really, I really, really don't. Um, until he said, Nick, if you trust me, I will show you what I can do and I will get the glory from this, not you. And um, and so I just really began to step into this calling, step into this really way of thinking of maybe these words aren't my enemy. Maybe they can be my ally. Mm. Maybe this thing that has caused me to stumble for so long can be something that the Lord can redeem because if he can redeem all things, why can't he redeem words and speech? And so... It's been interesting to see on this journey, like how he has done that already. Um, and I'm still reminded of there's still sometimes that sixth grade boy who wonders if people are going to make fun of the way he talks. Right. And even when I hear myself, I have to be careful not to critique myself too hardly of, oh, that didn't sound good. Or, oh, you you can tell that you used to have a lisp or you used to not be able to say things well. I have to continue to view myself through the lens that the king sees me. And he says, Nick, you're a usable instrument if you're willing to allow me um, to use you in my hands. And so and so that's why I say that the words, all words used to be my enemy, but now they really have become my ally because the Lord has allowed me to use words in such a way that reminds people of what's true and to really display his gospel. So that's what I meant by that. Well, you communicate so well. Thanks, uh, man. That moment you put on the Nikes and walked in victory. <laughs> see what I did there in your recent sermon? I see yeah. that. I see that. Well played, yeah, man. Trusting in, in, in the Lord. Mm. Man, you're, mm. man, God uses you. Thanks, man. I appreciate that. 
Grateful you're here with us today. We are once again day six. You're reading through CSB again. Yes, I am. And that 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 chapter you're reading is chapter three. Yep. And we're going to begin in verse number ten. Um, before we get to verse number ten, um, the previous text before here is talking about justification through faith. Basically, talking about us being made right and just through what Jesus has done, and us putting our faith and our hope in Jesus, who has made us right because He was right. And so let's dive in. I'm going to read, uh, I think it's verses 10 through 18. I'll read them in their entirety, and then I'll come back and give you um, a few thoughts on it. So verse number 10 says this, for all who rely on the works of the law are under a curse because it is written, everyone who does not do everything written in the book of the law is cursed. Now it is clear that no one is justified before God by the law because the righteous will live by faith. But the law is not based on faith. Instead, the one who does these things will live by them. Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law by becoming a curse for us, because it is written, Cursed is everyone who is hung on a tree. The purpose was that the blessing of Abraham would come to the Gentiles by Christ Jesus, so that we could receive the promised spirit through faith. Brothers and sisters, I'm using a human illustration, not one set aside or makes additions to a validated human will. Now the promises were spoken to Abraham and to his seed. He does not say into seeds as through referring to many, but referring to one and to your seed who is Christ. My point is this, the law which came 430 years later does not invalidate a covenant previously established by God and thus cancel the promise. For if the inheritance is based on the law, it is no longer based on the promise, but God has graciously given to Abraham through this promise. Okay, so some of y'all are going, okay, he said something about seeds. He said something about promises. Where does 430 years come into play? Let's break it down a little bit. I'm going to try to highlight this a little bit more so you can have a better understanding so that you can walk this out in your everyday life. So verse 10, for all who rely on the works of the law are under a curse because it is written, everyone who does not do everything written in the book of the law is cursed. Now it is clear that no one is justified before God by the law because the righteous will live by faith. But the law is not based on faith. Instead, the one who does these things will live by them. Verse 13, Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law by becoming a curse for us because it is written, cursed is everyone who is hung on a tree. The purpose was that the blessing of Abraham would come to the Gentiles by Christ. Christ Jesus, so that we could receive the promised spirit through faith. Let's pause. When it's talking about the law curses us. So the law reveals to us that we are not holy. It reminds us that without Christ, we cannot do this on our own. Because if you ever tried to live the way that Christ has invited you to live and to do the things that Christ has called you to do, you have found that it is a difficult thing. There is no way we can keep all of the law. The law is set in place to reveal to us that we actually need a savior. And here's the good news. Jesus fulfilled all the laws and he walked them perfectly and he never once broke one of them. Let that blow your mind for a minute. Jesus Christ lived perfectly for 33 years, didn't make one mistake, didn't fall short one time. He lived perfectly on our behalf so that we could receive the promise that God promised to Abraham that, hey, that he would have an abundance, that he would be able to step into God's plan and his glory. And through Jesus's completed work and his death on our cross, we get the promise of Abraham. Okay, so hopefully the thing you need to take away from that is through Christ, we receive the promise of Abraham. Um, verse number 15. 
Brothers and sisters, I'm using human illustrations. No one sits aside or makes additions to a validated human will. Now, the promises were spoken to Abraham and to his seed. He does not say and to seeds as though referring to many, but referring to one and to your seed who is Christ. My point is this. The law which came 430 years later does not invalidate a covenant previously established by God and thus cancel the promise. For if the inheritance is based on the law, it is no longer based on the promise. But God has graciously given to Abraham through the promise. What are you saying? That 430 years. So there was an Abrahamic covenant. I guess you could say, woo, I mean, blow your mind. Abrahamic covenant, which was the covenant made by God that promised that his people would thrive and to be a light in the darkness. All of those things. That was 430 years before the Mosaic Covenant, which was here's the law, follow the Ten mm. Commandments. And what Paul is saying is the covenant that came after what Abraham said doesn't undo the previous covenant. So what Paul is saying is you don't have to worry because you couldn't keep the law, but Christ fulfilled the law through Christ. We get the covenant that was promised to Abraham. And so the good news for us is the law didn't undo the promise of God. It revealed that we can fulfill the promise ourselves, but Christ fulfilled it. And based on what Christ has done, we get all that God promised to Abraham and his descendants. Hopefully that helps you. When I first read this, I was like, I don't know. You're talking about 430 years, Abraham, Moses, Jesus. What is all of this? But really, it's really clear. It's because of what Christ has done. We get the promises that were promised to Abraham because of what Jesus did by fulfilling the law that we could not fulfill in our own strength and in our own in our own way. But because of what Christ has done, we get all the promises that were promised to Abraham's descendants and family. And we are a part of that family through what Christ has done. So today, as you walk around, remember that it's not based on you being good enough, but based on the fact that Christ was perfect, that you have a place at the table of a king and you get all the promises of the king's people. And so hopefully that allows you to walk in a different way today, walk with a little bit more zip in your step and be reminded of what Christ has done and allow you to have a thankful posture because Christ did something that we could not do, but yet he still invites us to dine at his table. So. Yes. Well, guys, thank you for listening. Tomorrow we have Ben Curtis in day seven as we continue on in Galatians 3. Nick, thank you. You're welcome, homie. God bless you guys.